You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. And we are back with the Eye on the Prize podcast. And I am very excited today because this is the eve, as the time when you guys hear this, of the Oscar nominations, the thing we've been looking forward to this entire podcast. So yeah, the beginning of the beginning of a playoff season <laughs> as we consider it in the awards race. Yeah, this is that part of the Super Bowl brackets, you know, it's like <laughs> the final competitors going head to head, you know. <laughs> Oscar Bowl 2018. Right. But, um, why didn't we call? Why did you call the show that at the beginning? Yeah, I wish. I, you know, you, you live and learn a few new things. So next time, whenever I do uh, Eye on the Prize season two, I guess then yeah, I'll uh, make it a, make it the subtitle. How you know how there was like Die Hard two Die Harder? Just put Eye on the Prize two uh, Oscar Bowl 2019. <laughs> Hey, I mean, it works, so... Or it could be the, the episode of this podcast episode. I mean, the name for this episode. Sorry, I am tired today, so I'm going to try to make sure I'm as coherent as possible in this recording. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, just, that's the trend, it seems like, with these recordings. Just like, hey, I'm half awake. Welcome to the show. We always do these when we're mad fucking fatigued. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Although, actually, for once, I'm actually pretty energetic. That's great, that's great. And who is energetic with me here? It's Shaquille Lambert. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, good. And then I'm your host, Justin Zarian. Um, we unfortunately could not get Ian or JC to co-host this week. Uh, there was a few hurdles they had to jump, even to get today recording, and then suddenly it's like, oh, they're, neither of them are available. Boo. Yep, so it's just the two of us this time, one-on-one. Yeah, aren't you lucky. But the good news is that both of them set their nominee picks for at least the very top categories, because... Uh, for this episode, we're not going to predict all 24. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. Well, again, as of the time of this recording, I will post up a new post with all 24 categories predicted. And uh, I like to play this game to see how accurate I am. And I I have a good track record. Uh, people noticed last year where it's like, yeah, I was, I was ranked in like 70%, you know, like range, like 78, 79 predictions. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm just like, let's see if I can uh, push it. I mean, I'm, I have more question marks this year than usual, so I'm not sure if I can break that. But yeah. um, you never know. You never know. Sometimes you get lucky. Uh, so, yeah. So, I will do that. But here, we're going to predict the big eight categories. So, that's best picture, best director, yep. all four acting categories, and then the screenplay categories. All right. Cool. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You'll hear our thoughts. You'll hear JC and Ian's thoughts through us. So I'll, I'll put on my Ian impersonation. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what JC – I don't remember what yeah, – well, actually, the how- – do a JC impersonation. I want to see. I want to test your abilities. Hey guys, it's JC DeLeon. I'm talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really nail down his voice, but I'm just like, you know, this close enough. It's like they're here. Yeah, I'll, I'll try for uh, Ian one time and the. Uh, <laughs> that's that's his Denzel Crocker laugh. <laughs> Love you, Ian. We love you, man. Uh, hope you're doing well. But, uh, so, <laughs> um, before we get too sidetracked, um, how's your week been, man? Haven't caught up with you lately. Um, It's been good. You know, it's just school's starting to get back up again. Um, I already told you about my misadventure last week looking for that wig place, yep. which shut down on me. <laughs> but this week was just kind of like a really chill week. Uh, nothing too exciting. Uh, just caught up on... I didn't even catch up on some movies, but I rewatched a couple movies with a friend of mine. Because the thing I like doing is, if I rewatch movies, I always like look, watching it with someone who's never seen it before, just to see what they have their fresh eyes like I had when I was when I was young. And so I went over to a friend's place and we just like kind of marathon a couple mo- uh, horror movies. Um, 
first one we wa- rewatched was Green Room, uh, Green Room with Patrick Stewart and Andrew Yelkin. I adore that movie. I don't know why I well, actually, no, I do know why I didn't like it the first time. It was a mixture of like mixed bad expectations and overhype. Okay. Because that one I saw back at like the Toronto Film Festival, and people had pitched to me a very different movie than it ended up being. Because when you hear Nazis versus punks, you're thinking it's going to be kind of <laughs> comedic over the top. And it was the complete opposite of that. It was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I've not seen it, but I know it is definitely not comedic. Not all. Oh, dude, you got to see it. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And, again, it's one of those things that's also bittersweet to look at because Anton Yelkin, who passed way too soon, like, he was so great in this. Yeah, it was something it's... so unavoidable. I mean, it could have been so avoidable, too, to not, you know, yeah. to live. That's, just, that's what makes it so tragic. It's just Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's the violence in this is uncomfortably realistic. Well, it's Nazis. It's probably not, they're not going to shy away from it. I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, but like it's not like splattery, like Quentin Tarantino kind of violence, or it's like when it hits, it's unflinching and it comes out of nowhere and Ooh. it's horrifying. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, yeah, so I rewatched that. I watched uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake, which honestly is kind of underrated in my eyes, at least. Okay, so um, was that guy who did that also the guy who did the Crazies remake, too, I, I think? No, or? no, there's two different people. And funny enough, that's the movie I watched right after that. <laughs> because the thing is, the Hills Have Eyes remake was done by uh, Alexander Aja, who did uh, the Piranha remake. Right. Yeah, that guy. And Horns, and also my, one of my personal favorite horror movies, High Tension, even though the twist in that is a point of contention with a lot of people. <laughs> um, but the Hills Have Eyes remake is really good, really nasty. Um and The Crazies is honestly a movie I like even more the more I rewatch it because, one, how great Timothy Oliphant is. Um, just the dread and fear of, like, who's sick and who isn't sick. Um, a lot of It's also really well shot for, like, especially for uh, a horror remake that I wasn't really expecting much of. They use shaky cam really well because they use it in a way that you can still, it's still clear, but it adds to, like, the you're you feel like you're in there trapped in the city with uh, Olafan and his crew, okay. and there's also that uh, the car wash sequence that was in a lot of the trailers. That scene is nerve wracking as fuck. <laughs> but uh, it's it, it they're all three really good movies that I would recommend, especially the Crazies and Green Room. But yeah, if you haven't seen those, check those out. Awesome. You know, it's funny. I was looking up the director for the Crazies remake too. Um, it's a uh, Breck Eisner. Which yeah, I'm not familiar with most of his work, but I have seen more than I thought, and uh, you know it's... what is what else has he done? Just I don't remember off the top. Well, his I know I've looked at it. Before. His last big movie was The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. So Ooh, yikes! <laughs> yeah, I know. and then before that, he did Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. Also yikes! <laughs> yeah, but the last thing he just did, which is pretty good, is uh, The Expanse, that TV show on Sci-Fi. I have not seen it. Okay, no, it's actually pretty good, and then um. He's got a couple other movies coming out, but no, The Expanse is really fun. It's a very good, you know, one of those very heady sci-fi philosophical shows kind of thing, you know. And it also is notable because it has Mormons in the plot, and I kid you not, that's actually a thing. Oh, boy! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm using it for part of a study that I'm doing this semester, so I'm like, okay, that's interesting. (laughs) That's cool. Um, So yeah, this week's been good for me, too. I caught up on a couple movies. I saw I, Tanya in a theater. Oh, what'd you think? I loved it. It was great. I, right. I, I think it's just, it's so fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not even so much that it's deep. Like, it has some good points it makes thematically about, like, celebrity and the news culture and that kind of stuff. Yes. But it's just, 
really, really entertaining for a character piece. You know, just watching, you know, Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, I remembered his name this time, so I don't have to question it. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, Alice and Janney and everybody else in the cast, they all work so well together. Like, there's no, no, it's, there's no bad It's such a fantastic that. ensemble. Oh, yeah. No, it's so good. And Margot Robbie, like, I mean, Alice and Janney is really good, and she probably will win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. But Margot Robbie really stepped up her game with this movie, you know? Just... No, like I, yeah, no, like I said last time we uh, we talked about, it, I said that she really transforms herself into the role. Oh yeah, like it's it's, it's 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 ridiculously impressive. And also, there's always that one moment they're like, "That's the Oscar moment," and that point near the end when they spoiler alert for a real life event, but when they say she's banned from figure skating, Aww. and you just see her like going through the range of emotions at that very moment, you're just like, "That's it. That's th- that's the point where I'm like, I want her." Well, she's going to get nominated, I feel like. It's a lock. But uh, I want her to win so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, and she's not going to win, I don't think. But, you know, if she did miraculously win, I would not complain. Because she was just so good in that role. I mean, yeah. and th- that scene, and then that scene also when she's trying to, like, prep for her big, you know, disastrous skating competition thing. Where uh, she's, like, breaking down in front of the mirror and that stuff. It's just Oh, when she's putting on the makeup? Yes. <laughs> it's so subtle, but it's so effective. You know, just you, you feel so bad for her. And that, that's the thing that this movie did that I never thought I would do. I felt sorry for Tanya Harding. And, you know, and then, I get it. that The idea is that she did not actually do the thing herself, you know? She did not actually directly cause, you know, this thing. Although it's implied that maybe she knew more than she let on, but we can't prove one way or the other. But, yeah, to be fair, they, yeah, they say from the get-go that everyone in this is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, no, because that's the thing is that these guys are, they are redneck trash to the nth degree. Like, they, they are just you know, crazy, weird people. And the problem is they're crazy and weird because they were raised by crazy and weird people as well. I mean, yeah, gosh, when you much. see what Alice and Janney does to uh, Tanya Harding throughout this movie, it's just, it's scary. <laughs> that's some child protective services type shit. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that, like, this movie is funny, but I was more scared and depressed throughout a lot of oh, it. Oh, that's the thing. They kind they kind of flip it back on you at the end when uh, yeah when Margaret Robbie, when she does a whole monologue about like news cu- yeah, like you mentioned news culture it's almost at the same time it's like you were laughing at a lot of this but what the hell is wrong with you yeah no that and that maybe is the only thing I I didn't really dislike it but Bobby Cannavale as the hit big news editor he's only there to be there like you could have cut him out and would have had the same effect but. Yeah, he doesn't bring that much, but to be fair, when he's there, I do like him a lot, but he's not there enough to make a significant real impact. Like, I thought he would actually take place more in, like, the actual, like, progression of the story rather than the cutaways, but, you know. Yeah, no, that was weird. That that never happened. He didn't affect the plot directly at all. Like, it could have been anyone else doing his scene. But he was fine. I love Bobby Bobby Cannavale. So, yeah. Also, when they showed, like, the real-life footage, and the, 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 the guy who played Derek... Oh, um, the, like the the, the, the bodyguard. Yeah, I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, this can't be real. Like, this has to be played up for like the for the movie. Nope. But then they showed the real interview footage when he said all that shit, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this dude, that that dude. I'm surprised nobody like kicked him in the nuts and punched him in the face about this film because he is. God, he drove me crazy with how much of a he's hate. like. It's a great performance, but no, you hate his guts. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, nothing as the actor. The actor is great, but that's how effective he was at making this utter nut job, you know, this pathological liar, total loser, just totally, like, 
You just want to strangle his fat neck. You're just like, yeah, dang you, <laughs> man. I can hear the venom in you describing this dude. <laughs> oh, I could. I, like every scene that he spoke, like Allison Janney was close because she was just you know physical abuse to this woman. But everything this dude yeah. said, it was not only enough that he was a psychotic, but almost everything that happens, at least in the framing of this movie, is his it's fault. So na- it's narcissistic as hell. <laughs> And, and he's so calm about it too. Like he doesn't yell. He doesn't get angry. He's just like, "Oh yeah, no, I broke her legs. You see, that's part of the so, yeah, plan." I got, I got my guys on it. <laughs> oh, it was great. No, it's really, really fun movie. This is one I actually do want to buy and own. I mean, I mean, I do. Oh, I do too, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I think it probably you know you'll see in some of my predictions. I think it has a chance at a couple categories. So I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, the other movie I saw, which I'm super excited to talk about, I saw Paddington Two. And, oh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it on Tuesday. Okay, no, I won't say much, but in my personal opinion, I can't think of anything I didn't like in this movie. It is that level of good. Like, it's weird where it maybe isn't, it doesn't have as many jokes, quote, quote, as the first movie did, but it's so much more heartfelt than the first film. That's what I just loved about it so much. And there's some great cameos that I won't spoil either in this movie that you'll you'll see. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, like Harry Potter, the cavalcade of British celebrities that kind of pop in and out of the roles and that stuff. It's really good. Um, it's like everyone except for, like, what, like five actors who've been in – five British actors who've been in Harry Potter? Yeah, and two, and a few of them are in this movie, like uh, Hugh Grant, who, I, again, I won't say nothing, but he is entertaining. Like, he got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor at the BAFTAs, and I can totally see why, because he's just – He's that level of cartoony that is so entertaining that he's not a parody. Like, I mean, he is, but you love him because he's a cartoon character, you know? Okay. Yeah, like, it's one of the things where it's like, okay, this is what people think British actors are like, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you play it up even more exaggerated, like, okay, he's gone away from just uh, stereotype to being a total unique character on his own. It's really fun. You know what I want? I want a double feature. With the darkest hour, and then this, just to see the parody and the straight laced version of the, like the stuffy British actor, like a harumph. Oh, and he's not stuffy. That's the thing. That's the thing that makes him so entertaining is that he is a, you know, a ball of energy of complete insanity in that terms of British actors. <laughs> just like, okay, yeah, they're playing it for cute, but this dude is like legitimately schizophrenic. If you think about like the stuff he does in this movie. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, it's really, really. No, fun. I'm excited. No, no. On but Tuesday, I'm say, doing like, a I... double feature of this. Sorry, I'm doing a double feature of this and Den of Thieves. But uh, uh, I'm more excited for uh, this, obviously, because all the good reviews for Paddington 2, they're absurdly high. Even though, like, the last one was also absurdly high, but it, it, it makes me more curious. Yeah, no, and I, I really say, like, you know, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, you know, sometimes they're unreliable. No, this is one where I feel it's totally justified to say, yeah, this movie deserves every bit of praise it's getting. It's just, it's... I, I say Paddington and Paddington 2... They are films that no one is too old or too grown up to watch. You can watch it as a kid. You can watch it as an adult. It has just as much entertainment value. And in fact, it may have more entertainment value for adults when you think about all the stuff they pack into the background of the themes. It's like... Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they get away with a few naughty jokes, but they're not dirty. You know what I mean? Like, they get some grown-up stuff in there. Like, Yeah. Especially, there's a whole thing where they go to prison. You might have seen the trailers. And yeah, I've seen that. It's mostly PG, but there's a few jokes they make that are like... Wait, you're implying that dude's a murderer, right? Like, that's what he went to jail for, is that he killed people. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but you know, they, they, they say it without saying it kind of thing. Just one of those things. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just, it's, 
it's so fun, and you can really just get a lot with just the wordplay and even the visual spectacle. Like, there's that one scene they promote in the trailers where they go into like a pop up book. Like, you know, yeah, that seeing the whole sequence in the film is even better. Like, it just looks amazing the way they did it. So, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't want to overhype you, but I'm saying, yeah, I went in hoping to watch a good movie, and I was it even met those expectations of being even better than I thought. So. Yeah, definitely yeah. go see it. It, it, it. You'll leave with a smile, anyone who watches that movie. All right, so then from there, going from Paddington <laughs> to the news. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of news this week because we're winding down, we're getting to the Oscar nominees, so be prepared, people. But there's a few things that happened. I mean, the Critic Awards are pretty much over by now, but Denver lent their voice last minute, you know, just like, hey, we're here too. Good old Denver. <laughs> Denver. Um but then uh, Lady Bird won Best Picture at Denver, so. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think Saoirse Ronan won for Best Actress. Um, so she's tied. I think I think she actually might have just beat the lead with. Um, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So Frances McDormand was ahead of her at first, and she beat her. But Sally Hawkins has more overall wins in the critic circles, which is kind of oh, surprising, okay. actually. Um, and then... It is, but yeah, it is considering we've been saying that like mostly it's been Francis and Shersha, but honestly I've been considering uh, Sally Hawkins as like my second favorite pick. So I'm, I'm happy that she's getting all this, all these wins. Yeah. Um, and then Gary Oldman won. So yeah, he's in the lead now for critic prizes. Um, Christopher Nolan won, uh, which, you know, he beat Guillermo del Toro surprisingly. Um, and then I think Willem Dafoe won and Allison Janney won as well. So, yeah, that's uh pretty impressive. I gotta say, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, not bad. it's back it, and pretty forth. much it, it falls in line with like the general idea of just like where they're going still. Yeah, I mean, still there's still some open races in a few categories, but yeah, it's starting to look pretty narrow now that we've had some time to think about it. You know, <laughs> um, so oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah, no, just I agree with that. Oh yeah. Um, so then going there, we had also the Visual Effects Society um, lent their nominees. And I'm not going to read through all these because there's like 15 categories, if that, even more. And I'm, not, I'm never doing that listing thing ever again where I list like 100-something movies. <laughs> Which is very admirable of you when you did it. But um, at least for the major category here, the Outstanding Visual Effects in a Photoreal Feature, which, okay, photoreal, whatever. Um, what? What? Uh, Okay. That's that's how it's labeled because they have a different visual effect category for animated films because that's technically visual effects. So, oh, so photoreal? They may just mean live action. Yeah, pretty much. Um, gotcha. so their picks were Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kong, Star Wars, and Planet of the Apes. So, okay, you know I, I get those. Um, honestly, I haven't heard much from Kong, but I feel like that's an, a really really underrated one. I because remember. Yeah. At the at the very least, like even though however you feel about the movie on a narrative and character level, but like the visuals in that movie are gorgeous. Oh yeah, no, it looks really really good. I think it's 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 sadly one of those movies where again it wasn't awful, but because it wasn't beloved, it kind of just got lost in the shuffle with the other big nom- um, contenders that came out that year, or at least that month. Yeah, plus it came out all the way back in like March. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the conversation wasn't there enough for it there to like kind of maintain its momentum. Like, the most momentum it got post-movie was that whole CinemaSins controversy. Which, I'm, you know what, and that's the thing with that, is that, uh, thankfully, someone else felt the same way about CinemaSins that I did. Because I'm like, yeah, they stopped being funny, like, two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I, we're not gonna get, we're not gonna go too long on this tangent, but no, I, I hate CinemaSins, man. Like, I like, don't, it's, 
I like the they, worst kind of nitpicking. Yeah, they, they used to be clever when they were actually talking about sins, like things that were editing mistakes or visual mistakes or weird things of dialogue. But now it's not even that. It's just, hey, let's just talk about a bunch of stuff. You know, they just... Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's like uh, Ryan Johnson. I remember he tweeted out like uh, his whole take about CinemaSins thing. And he says that like looking at them, they're kind of really mean-spirited, at least the, the recent ones. Oh, yeah. Because they just they adamantly look for shit. Like shit that you can go like, that's not really a sin. Yeah, you know, and Jordan Brooke Roberts took the brunt of it because he was the guy who went on the huge tirade. But, and, you know, it's like, look, a few things he was a little oversensitive about because it's his movie, but... He wasn't wrong about a lot of things he said, you know? Yeah. And it was just great to see him come on the Honest trailer later where they made fun of Cinema Sins during the Kong Honest trailer. And yeah, and like... he, like, criticized his own movie. And he yeah. Was, he made some harsh-ass shit on his own movie. Well, in that show, at least, he's a good sport, if anything. Like, maybe he's a bit of a hothead in a few things, but he at least, when you can take a breath to calm down and think about what he's saying, he's like... Okay, yeah, no, I can I can say some things about myself. You, who's my harshest critic? Me. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much goes for everyone, but yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that he did it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. He, he got some respect, and uh, I'm still worried because he's directing Metal Gear Solid as his next film, apparently. So, Which I get, like, he's a huge fan, which I appreciate, but at the same time, my take on video game movies, I repeat every single time a new one comes out, it's probably going to suck until the day we finally get one that doesn't. Yeah. So I will never get excited for a new one. I'm not excited for Tomb Raider. I won't be excited for Metal Gear Solid. It'll just, when it happens and it, everyone's like, oh, they're actually, this one's actually really good. And I watch it and it's actually really good. That's when I'll finally turn around. But otherwise, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, I've always said too, video games will probably adapt better to TV series, like limited run series or something like that. It's just... To get the big video games, you need a lot of money, and no one can invest that much money into a TV show. So Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But moving on back to the Oscar stuff, uh, the Producers Guild happened today. So uh, we're recording yes. this right... how'd this go? Yeah, so we're recording right before the Screen Actors Guild, so we won't uh, be able to talk about that, unfortunately. But uh, Producers Guild, surprisingly, Shape of Water won. So... Oh, hey. Yeah, I was... You know, everyone was predicting some of the other, like, three billboards and that stuff. It's like, nope, Shape of Water totally dominated. So, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about that other than, it, again, it just proves, it's like, so wait, what's the front runner other than we got three billboards, Shape of Water, and then that's about it. I don't know. I legitimately, that's the thing. This is maybe the most interesting Oscar race that we've had in a minute. Because at the very least with last year, it was clearly a two-horse race from the get-go. Yeah, and you know, it's like, it's kind of becoming that now, but I don't feel like anyone's, like, emphatic over the two-horse race that we have right here. It's like, okay, yeah, Shape of Water and Three of the Billboards are both great movies, but you're not going to hear, like, the public clamoring, like, man, La La Land should win. No, Moonlight should win. It it isn't a war. (laughs) No, it's kind of a, it's a gentleman, you know, thing. It's like, oh, yes, uh, may the best man win, you know? (laughs) And I'm I'm still thinking that, like, at the very least... Ladybird might sweep under both of them. <laughs> sweep I'm, under the I'm not hoping. This is not my desired outcome, but it's an outcome I can predict. Like, if it happens, I can go like, yeah, you know what? I can see it. Yeah. I can yeah. see it happening. No, and Ladybird was a great film, too, so I wouldn't be bothered by that. But, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, how this turns out. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's pretty much all the major news stories. So... Let's jump right in to our predictions for the Oscar nominees. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. All right. So, again, like we said, it's going to be only big eight categories. Yeah, so if you want to find out more about specific awards, you can look at my post on oneofus.net when it comes up. 
or you can check out the various other Oscar prediction sites. There's Awards Circuit, there's um, Awards Daily, I think it's called, and a few other yeah, ones. Yeah, Awards Daily is the one I usually use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they even they aren't always in agreement because sometimes people will make some pretty outlandish predictions. You're like, I mean, that's cute that you guys think this is going to make it, but no. <laughs> you know what kind of stuff? <laughs> uh, I think, what was it? Um, even some of the smaller categories. Uh, actually, okay, Awards Circuit still has Denzel Washington up for Best Actor. I'm like, no. Oh, come on! Yeah. Look, Daniel Kaluuya came as a surprise, and it seems like it's pretty set in stone. He's probably going to get nominated. I mean, again, who knows until we actually see it, but yeah, yeah. no, I think uh, Denzel does not have a chance this race. Oh, absolutely. I hope he did. Like, again, I don't like not rooting for my favorite actor, but, like, the, he was not, like, Roman is not a good movie. No. And I don't want to, and, and his performance is not good enough to elevate himself towards discussion on a Best Actor nomination. Yeah, no, I agree. So then, um, let's start from the bottom here, because uh, JC and Ian sent me predictions for lead actors and director and picture. So we'll start with okay. the screenplay and supporting actor nominations. Uh, do you have your list? All right. Um, all right, yes. I thought I had five for each, but I, apparently I don't. But um, <laughs> for a, a list of ones that I do have. Yeah, so let's start with... Um, we're doing which one? Uh, best, I'll start with Best Original Screenplay. All right, let's just do I that, have... and then I'll do mine. So, okay. All right, I have Get Out. Lady Bird, three billboards, The Shape of Water, but uh, I'll add I'll add Dunkirk in there as the fifth one. Okay, okay. Um, so what what do you feel is your motivations for picking those ones in particular? Um, it's mostly ones where I I remember like hearing about uh whether the about the writing itself. Like I know that with Get Out, a lot of appeal for when people went to rewatch it was how like I mentioned before how tight the screenplay is, mm-hmm. how there's so many like layers to it that you don't realize until you rewatch it over and over and over again. And I think that if anything, it's my personal favorite to win based purely on that level, especially also the dialogue is really sharp and really clever. And um, yeah, that, that, at least that's what I put for get out ladybird. It's also another thing where it's mainly on dialogue and the dialogue here is very witty. It's very sharp. Even though I wasn't crazy about the whole thing on a personal level, sure. I see where people would go like, all right, you know, I like that. Uh, it takes It's a different take on the coming-of-age film that I think it feels a lot fresher than most. Um, three billboards? Martin McDonough is just a... He's great with dialogue in general. Oh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I think that that works a lot to his favor, not to mention the story. The way the story progresses is kind of unorthodox. Which I appreciate that. Like, he tried to do something new. Like, you know, in comparison to The Last Jedi. Um, I feel like... (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I'm I'm just saying, McDonough is one of those guys where he does something that's different, but it works. Like, he thought it through very carefully whenever he makes deviations. Like, well, yeah, it wasn't just a deviation to deviate. It ties back to something later in the story when you get to it. Exactly. I appreciate that a lot, so. Um, Yeah, so I think, if anything, yeah, he, he also has a luck on that. And Shape of Water, I think it's... Del Toro is probably his best written movie maybe ever. Uh, um, <laughs> well, actually, you know that 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 is a bit much. I was not over Pan's Labyrinth, but it's his his strongest film overall, and the writing is a re- really big component of that. Um, the sto- the way the story progresses is it feels very natural and very. It's a very good. It's a sorry. Let me repeat that. It's a very ah. 
I'm blanking on the word right now. It, it's very right. simple. It's very straightforward. It, it works in that classic kind of fairy tale way. I would say maybe that's what you're getting at. But... Thank you. I was, I was like fumbling my words a lot, but yeah, thank you. It's a very <laughs> simple. It's a simple story that's told really well in a way that feels. It still feels fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then uh, you put Dunkirk there, which okay, yeah, Dunkirk. I think it, the thing is that Dunkirk. I put it because I think although the screenplay itself is very simple. I think the storytelling that it still manages to, to tell in its unorthodox fashion of, like, telling uh, three different uh, stories in a non-chronological way, I think it works. He bounces it in a way that still works incredibly well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I argue that's more the director than the screenwriter, but it's kind of – I can see the argument behind that. So I wouldn't be surprised if I saw it on the list. So Yeah. Um, And then for me, I mean, <laughs> echoing a lot of your choices, I put three billboards because I think that's my personal pick for the winner. Um, Get Out, which that's obviously the crowd favorite. Uh, Lady Bird, which is also a huge favorite. Shape of Water because it, from what all people are predicting, Shape of Water is probably going to be a huge swath of the nominations this year. Like, it's currently yeah. poised to lead overall nominations. You know, correct me if I'm wrong because yeah. we'll find out in a matter of days. But I, it, I get the feeling there's a lot of momentum building for that. Um, except for my fifth one, though, I put I, I, I put Itania down because. Uh, oh, actually, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that one is a legitimately great screenplay that they managed to balance out the tone of all these different styles of storytelling. You know, talking to the camera, the uh, interview style segments, all the comedy, all the drama. It's very deft in the way that it's handled. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my five, and I think. I think at least those top four that we mentioned, I think are definitely shoo-in. Like, they're very definite they're going to get nominated. So, yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Because screenplay nominations are always some of my favorite because that's a chance for smaller films that <clears throat> won't compete in the big prizes can get recognized at, you know? And Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of a one at least. Actually, no, we're probably going to save that for a future episode of what we do, like, a favorite original screenplay, I'm assuming. Uh, so I'll save that. Oh, for, like, overall <laughs> outside of Oscar predictions? Yeah, just uh, yeah, just in. Uh, well, I'm totally blanky right now. My bad. Just continue. Ignore me. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. Um, and then we got adapted screenplay. So I'll go first here on this one. Um, yes. I think the predicted favorite to win, and it's probably going to be the only prize that wins the entire night, is "Call Me by Your Name." Okay. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where James Ivory has a huge legacy with all the movies he's made before. Uh, it's got a big critic darling thing. It's too unorthodox i guess for the public to really get momentum for any other positions or any other prizes but i think this would be good you know kind of consolation prize in that sense yeah um and i still need to see it so i can't judge fully but um then we also have uh my other nominees are disaster artist um Mm -hmm. molly's game which you know aaron sorkin he's (laughs) that's that's more of a pity pity vote than anything i think uh (laughs) damn well i mean not so much it's bad i think it's just you know everyone's like yeah, you know, he'll get nominated. It's Aaron Sorkin. So, you know, yeah. that's just how it goes. Um, and then Mudbound, which is getting a lot of momentum there for kind of out of nowhere. But I'm assuming Netflix is, moving, is uh, you know, asserting its strength and moving its muscle around there. Uh, yeah. And then the fifth one, I kind of went on a limb here. I put Wonder down on that one. Cause, okay. I mean, it's, it's unorthodox. It's a weird pick. But it's got it, – it, it was a little film that could. You know, it made a big imprint on the box office for such a small film. And – you know, it's based on a book that people like. It's an author people like. Uh, I mean, the screenwriter. And, you know, it, it would be a nice little surprise. Just like, oh, hey, that's cool. So mm-hmm. that's at least my picks. Uh, what did you put down for so five? Mine are very similar, 
where the because I only put four also. The, the first four <laughs> that you mentioned are all the same ones. Okay. I didn't have a fifth one. That's the thing. So I'd call me by your name. I had Disaster Artist. I had Molly's Game. Even though I put Molly's Game, not not on your thing that it's a pity thing, but I think Aaron Sorkin just in general is still a, a favorite. Sure. Like he he's usually nominated for these things because his screenplays are all mostly really good. <laughs> I know we went on our tangent about the newsroom, but that, how that one was like where it went wrong. But like, I think still think he puts out really solid scripts and, and dialogue and and stuff like that. So I think he'll still get the nomination, but not off of pity, just yeah, well, it, off it, of because it, it's a strong screen. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't mean pity vote and saying like, again, not, the film was bad. I think it's one of those films like Molly's Game was good, but it didn't get the love that I think people were expecting. Where it's like, oh, it's the best film of the year. It's like, no, it's really good, and the screenplay is great. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, it's a first time directing job, so it's like, yeah, it's got its strengths and flaws, kind of thing. But I think the screenplay for yeah. sure should get a nomination. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then also Mudbound. I didn't have a fifth one because I couldn't think of, an, like, another thing that was adapted off of something that'd be, like, that would be in the Oscar race. Sure, sure. And, I mean, me, I'm, I've seen some of the other peop- um, movies that people are predicting for the adapted, and I can't really see any of them getting the nomination. I mean, what? What Have you, have you seen any? Like, like which ones? Well, I'm, okay, so, I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but just based on the momentum of the candidacy, like, all the money in the world, I think... Mostly it's going to get uh, momentum in one specific category we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. But um, I can't see the screenplay there. Logan, I mean, that's a critic's choice, and it got the W. Gilly- Actually, you know what? Actually, you know what? I'd put Logan in there. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. If, if, there's a, if there's any nomination that it gets, it's probably that. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see what happens there. Um, I mean, then what? People, people just throwing around uh, Wonder Woman? Not going to happen. No, 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 no. Um, I, the Beguiled? Yeah, no. No, no one's going to vote for that one because it's too for small. which film. one? Uh, the Beguiled, that uh, Sofia Coppola movie. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, Blade Runner doesn't have enough momentum for screenplay. Uh, I do notice that Michael Green's name pops up in a lot of these also-rans. Uh, he's having quite a big year, you know, lately, it seems. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't really think of anyone else other than maybe those five, maybe six. I mean, even um, freaking Hostels, the momentum kind of died for that film, too. So. Yeah, the... I didn't even know there was really that much momentum to begin with. Like, I think there was maybe, like, a little bit of buzz for Christian Bale, but then that just kind of died really quickly. Yeah, I mean, and from what I heard, I mean, I know some people who really liked the movie, but it's just one of those things where I think people are just fatigued with Scott Cooper. Because, what, he did Crazy Heart, and then he did Out of the Furnace, and then Black Mass, and neither of those films really made a huge impression with people, so... Yeah, but the, the but the thing is, is also with Hostels, did it only just come out recently, like in a wider theatrical release, or is it still limited? Uh, no, I think it just came out this week. I want to say maybe this week. Or okay. Week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because the thing is, there was like no buzz on it from an audience perspective. I don't think. No, I don't think and... people knew it came out, even with the trailers out there. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw like no promotion for this. Yeah, I've seen a couple trailers, and the audiences were not phased at all when they watched the trailers in the theater. They're just like, all right, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's sad. <laughs> but Hostels, you know, sorry, Scott Cooper, it's just going to get lost in the shuffle, I think. I mean, you never, you never know, maybe it'll pop up in, like, a makeup or a sound category. Well, not makeup, it's not eligible. But, yeah, <laughs> there's always chances for people to come out of nowhere. Like, what, freaking um, 13 Hours got a nomination out of nowhere for sound last Yeah, time. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Jeez, I was just astounded. <laughs> Me too, because I, you know, it's funny because they list numerically those films last if they start with a number. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, this, this, and then the very next is like thirteen hours. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> a Michael Bay movie? <laughs> Which, hey, the sound work in his movies are usually pretty good, even if the movies themselves are incoherent. <laughs> but mm-hmm. 
<laughs> um, so then we are going into best supporting actor. So best supporting actor. Yes, indeed. All right, I got I got five for this one. Actually. All right, I'm gonna toss it to you. Go ahead. All right, first one is uh, Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Second one, and my personal favorite to win is uh, Willem Dafoe for Florida Project. Awesome. Third, I got uh, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Then Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. And then Michael Stuhlbarg for Call Me By Your Name. Oh, awesome. Because I think um, Michael Stuhlbarg is a name that I've only started hearing, at least for Buzz, fairly recently, within like the past like, couple months. But they've been saying that a lot, that he his one major scene that he has is a standout in the film. Oh, yeah. And I still haven't seen it yet, but I will I will take their word for it. Yeah, and you know, that's a funny thing where it's like, he he has like the biggest and somewhat controversial scene because it's the scene that kind of explains the whole concept of the movie, you know, whether you agree with the politics of it or not kind of thing. Yeah. I guess the cultural politics. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Michael Stubart is just one of those great actors and I'd love to see him get recognized if, if possible. I think it just depends on if... Call Me By Your Name splits the vote between Army Hammer and Michael Stuhlbarg, because it would be easy for one of them to slip out if that happens. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, anyone else that you felt particularly... Like, so, okay, um, what was your last one there uh, for p- predictions? For Before Michael Stuhlbarg was Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Okay, yeah. I mean, that one for sure. Yeah, so... That, that one's a log... Like, based off of the Golden Globes when I was like, yeah, no, he's definitely 100%. Like, that's, that's a lock. Um... But I'm still hoping for Willem Dafoe to pull it out. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I think Screen Actors Guild tonight will indicate which way they're going to lean for that category. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But... And plus, I think the like there's a chance. I don't know. I don't think the backlash for three billboards will be affected. No, I mean, honestly. I don't. I've not heard any backlash until you brought it up. Really, to be honest. Yeah, that's but... what I mean. It's like it's a very small subsection of like people online. Yeah, no, and I've seen a few people talk about it on some of the prediction sites. I'm like. Yeah, maybe there's backlash somewhere. I'm not hearing it other than you guys. So. That's what I mean. It's, it's it's not it's 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 there, but it's not enough to make like a big mainstream attention. No, no, at least big enough. If that had been a more of a factor in the plot, then that would have been an issue. I think. I agree. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then, I mean, it sounds like everyone else is pretty certain. I mean, Richard Jenkins, uh, Army Hammer. I think he's still vulnerable. Because, again, it depends on how much people like Army Hammer. Because it seems like that guy tries so hard and people will not give him a chance, you know? Like, but the thing last... is, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'd be nice, you know, a little bit of a career boost if, that could, if he could get in. Um, yeah, so then for my predictions, it's <laughs> it's pretty identical, actually. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> Wilm Dafoe, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely, you know, the safest nominee out of anybody. Um, yeah. Army Hammer. I'm also predicting, because I think he has a chance. Uh, Richard Jenkins, he's kind of just slid in there, just like, yep, just go with it, man. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, he was really, really good in Shape of Water, even with a few of my gripes I have with the writing of the movie. I thought all the actors yeah. were in it. Oh, no, Richard Jenkins is so wonderful. And, <laughs> like, I don't use the word wonderful a lot, but he was wonderful. Well, he's one of those guys he's wonderful in just about everything he does, too. So it's like, we, we forget how good he is until he gets a big standout role like that. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he's really good. So, yeah. Um, and then Sam Rockwell as well. And then my fifth, uh, <laughs> I think Christopher Plummer might make it, personally. I think, you know, yes, the controversy with all the stuff, with all the money in the world, that's one thing. But Should have for fucking ten days and still gets an Oscar nomination. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I kind of wanted to see just for that. Just for that effect, you're like, <laughs> just, just swooped in, did his lines, got a nomination for it. 
That, that would be you? This must be my day off. Now, and I did have one who I've been debating on because, I mean, my two alternates are, again, you know, Michael Stuhlbarg and then Woody Harrelson because there's been talk about him, but I think, again, it's really going to be – someone's going to get left out on the list here, you know, someone who really deserves yeah. it. And that's always the tough thing with these categories is that, you know, someone who's really worthy just, you know, there's only five slots. There's only so much you can do with that, so. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a shame. It really is. But, yeah, so I think those are my five, and I feel like – Pretty, I feel pretty confident, but it really could be any of these seven people that we've mentioned between us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, anyway, let, we should move on to supporting actress. Yes, indeed. So, uh, I got my five right here. And um, so, my first is Mary J. Blige, which, of everything that everyone talked about Mudbound, the cinematography and her are the big, like the two biggest pros, everyone said. So, yes. it sounds like she's got a pretty safe lock. Um, Holly Hunter for the big sick. I think she's going to get get in. Oh, that's an that's an interesting pick. Yeah, because you know it's one of those things where it's like big sick's going to have a hard time getting in any category because it's like a fifth or sixth on every slot. But yeah, I think Holly Hunter was a big standout among the cast. Like she had a lot of the really big poignant scenes in the movie, and I just love Holly Hunter. She's just such a great actress. Yeah, no, she no, she's great. I just I haven't seen Big Sick yet. I, that that was one that I was upset that I kind of missed out on when it came out, but I'm hearing nothing but good things, and I'll try and see it hopefully this week if I have free time. Yeah, but yeah. No, you can rent it pretty easy. So, um, and then Allison Janney for sure, uh, Laurie Metcalf for sure, and those that, those those two are locks. Oh yeah, there's no question on them. Now this fifth one, I know that everyone's predicting it, and it's probably going to happen. I don't think she's my favorite performance, and in fact, I kind of... Well, okay, it's Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water, and I put her there mostly because everyone else is predicting her, but I thought she was good in the movie, but it felt almost like the same uh, performance she did for... Um, uh, uh, what, Hidden Figures? Hidden Figures. Like, it felt like the exact same performance, just in a different context, because... Yeah. You know, and that's I'm not saying that she's bad doing it, it's just... You know, I, I feel like it's kind of a safe choice for a lot of people. Just like, oh, well, we need to have representation on the cast. We need to make sure that everyone, you know, Octavia Spencer, everyone loves her. She's a great actress. But when I think of Shape of Water, I'm like, yeah, my favorite performances was Sally Hawkins and Richard Jenkins. I don't really yeah. think about her at that. But, you know, there's always going to be that one. Like, freaking, what was it, a few years back when The Judge, when Robert Duvall got nominated, where it's like, I don't remember. Yeah, anyone. I remember that. No, no one, no one watched the, the Judge. Yeah, no one. But watched. the only they just kind of put in Robert Duvall because, like, oh, he's a le- uh, that one I attribute to a legacy pick. Yeah, and so the problem though is the other person I was gonna pick was uh, Hong Chow for downsizing, but people do I not don't think so. Yeah, people do not like downsizing, and people are very split on her. Where it's like, yeah, she got Golden Globe and Screen Actor nominees. But I've also heard a lot of people are like she's the most annoying part in the movie. So it's... yeah. Plus, like, th- like I've seen only like a few clips, but like of her and that whole like accent that Ooh. kind of borders on stereotypical, despite like her being Asian. But it's one of those things of like uh, it just kind of I feel like it rubs the wrong way for yeah. a lot of people. No, and you know it, I met people who have accents like that even in my area here in New York. But no, no, not saying not saying that it's a not a real thing. But I feel like it's it doesn't help for, with, like, the negative reaction to, like, the second half of the movie, yeah. from what I hear. No, nah, it's, she's, it, it's, it's gonna be hard to beat that backlash, so, yeah, I'm only not picking her because of that. I mean, although, you know, when we talk about representation, I mean, I don't think there's any Asian nominees anywhere on the other categories that are likely to happen, so. Unfortunately. Yeah, you know, that's the thing, it's like, you know, we all want to have diversity, but it's like, 
Yeah, but diversity has to include other people than just white and black. There's Latino, there's Asian, there's all these other people who don't make these lists that often. So. Which is a shame because I think that all ties to the whole giving them the roles in the first place. Yep. You know, and of course, what is the uh, the Asian character playing in their movie? A maid. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, they explain it's like, well, she was a political prisoner who was forced to clean because of this stuff. It's like, but still, she's playing a maid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, so on my end, it kind of lines up the same, except for one for one switch. Um, so yeah, Allison Janney, Laurie Metcalf, Octavia Spencer, Mary J. Blige. Um, but the fifth one I have is Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Okay, I'm curious because, because I know people like her in the movie, but I haven't heard enough about it. Uh, that's the thing. I think I think that like if anything, Phantom Thread is probably gonna. I don't think it's gonna get that much attention. It's probably gonna get snubbed for the most part, aside from a few categories. Yeah, I think it's gonna get nominated for actor, costume, and music for sure. But that's about it. So yeah, but I think I think she could possibly pull it out because I think I've heard a lot of really great things about her that, that I think that she could. Uh, I think she could snag a nom at the last minute. Yeah, and she's kind of on like the seventh or sixth spot for a lot of people's lists. So, yeah, it'll just depend on where the wind blows in that case. Exactly. Yeah, so no, I agree totally. Uh, and now we're moving on to the big four, you know? <laughs> it sounds like uh, the Elite Four, you know, from Pokemon. And it's like, right? <laughs> <laughs> we went through the gym battles and the supporting actors and screenplays, and now we're on to the big leagues. A wild best actress <laughs> appears. <laughs> so, now we're going to pull out the list from our good buddies Ian and JC and see what they predict to be their nominees. So... All right. Um, let's see. I got Ian's right here. All right. Why don't you read Ian's for Best Actress, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, hi, guys. This is uh, Ian Butcher. Uh, <laughs> follow me at the Ian Butcher on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, I have uh, Sally Hawkins, Francis McDormand, uh, Margot Robbie, Meryl Streep, and Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> it's so uncanny, you know? Just... <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think those are pretty solid i mean i spoiler my list is exactly the same as his so same <laughs> mine's identical <laughs> well so let's look at jc's quickly and see if he has any difference uh let's see he has sally hawkins france mcdormand margot robbie <laughs> nope. it's pretty much gonna be those five i think <laughs> i think i think we all have just a very good idea that that's probably gonna be like the list that sticks. Well, because, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I think the only person who might spoil is uh, Jessica Chastain. Because, you know, people yes. liked her in Molly's Game, but I haven't heard enough momentum to say anything different than these five nominees. You know? It, it's... That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I, I don't think that there's, um, uh, like, I feel like everyone had gone, like, these are the five that are most likely going to stay. Like, there's there's no real... It's, it's those five, and then everyone else on, like, a much much bigger gap between those five. Yeah, because even the other possible contenders, like what, Judy Dench and Victoria and Abdul, it didn't seem like anyone really liked that movie except for her. Uh, yeah. Michelle... <laughs> no one liked it but Judy Dench? <laughs> yeah. Now, Meryl, uh, no, sorry. Uh, Michelle Williams and All the Money in the World, people liked her in that movie, but, you know, no one really... It's not significant enough. No, and then uh, Diane Kruger in In the Fade, no one saw that movie, so... Nope. Uh, except for people with the foreign film communities. Um, yeah. Freaking... 
Yeah, no, none of these other people are really contenders that I'm looking after that. Like, what, Emma Stone and Battle of the Sexes, you know, that movie kind of just... Hell no. That movie just kind of like, came no, no one remembers it. No. I mean, not that she was bad in that movie. I mean, she kind of, you know, nailed it down as well as she could, but no one's going to talk about that film. Like, oh yeah, best movie that came out in 2017 was Battle of the Sexes. Yeah, no no one... I don't think anyone would even put it in, like, the their, like, top ten, but it would, like, it would be... I could see it being in, like, people's honorable mentions, but, like, the movie itself doesn't feel like it... it it left enough of an impact on people. No, not at all. So, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say those five that we keep listing are the nominees. Just just be prepared, people. That's what it's going to be, I think. Yeah. So then, best actor. So, uh, I think we're going to start seeing some repeats on this one, too. Except, uh, JC said... Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to say that this... He threw out a weird pick. <laughs> uh, a weird pick because it's incorrect category so yeah sorry jc uh let's just say this Willem defoe is supporting actor he is not lead actor in this movie so yeah that's not gonna happen so we'll just assume that you know he said he left off daniel kaluuya because he thinks he might not get in uh but i think that's probably gonna be the same pick and um my list is exactly the same as his too because it's uh gary oldman james franco daniel day lewis timothy chalamet and daniel kaluuya yeah, that's pretty much the same list. I think, and let me look Ian's real quick. Ian's is Gary Oldman, James Franco. De- yep, same thing. <laughs> wow, we're we all are... on the same page for these. I think that's that, that's that's what we're getting. <laughs> very like minded on this case, so which is we're I mean, a hive mind. Okay, so that's kind of interesting to see like James Franco as well, because even with all the stuff that happened with his controversies and whatnot. I, mean, I think here's the thing. I think his is big enough to where it'll derail his shot because it's 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 part of the whole thing because it goes back to what was it uh, last year when Casey Affleck won and people were pissed because except he's one Affleck, of the names. Like he got acquitted in court for that. You know, they resolved it before he was That's up for the, the nomination. The thing is, it's it's still. Because it's acquitted to law doesn't mean that doesn't change the eyes of the public. Sure, sure. But that being said, James Franco, because he's the new, the most recent, it's the freshest case. It happens right after he won at the Golden Globes. It's still fresh enough in the mind of people to eat. He'll get the nomination, but he won't, definitely won't get the win. Oh no, no, no! So I, that, he has no that, chance to that effect. Game. Yeah, to that effect, I think Gary Oldman will win, mm-hmm. but I'd like Daniel Kaluuya to win. Yeah, you know, I mean, Derek Louis, I thought was good in the movie. I was never thinking best actor at first, but I've kind of accepted it now. More like, every week with this podcast, I'm just like, okay, he's probably gonna get. It's like, uh, <laughs> you wore dude, me down. Listen, you're like me and dude. You're like me and Lady Bird. I'm just like every time it wins, I'm like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But it, actually, no. If it's not Gary Oldman who wins, I think that Tim, I maybe Timothy could win. Um, like, there's a good case for each of these, but I think Timothy could win on the basis that, like, he was killing it this year with this and Lady Bird, but, um, they could also give it to Daniel Day-Lewis because, you know, gotta give it the legacy thing. You know, funny thing is, I think his final performance, but I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll win, but there's a, there's a lot of evidence where he could. Yeah, I think he's my fifth pick, actually, which is weird for Daniel Day-Lewis to not be my front runner, but it's like... Yeah, you know, it's just there's no buzz for him. Like, people are just going to give it to him because it's a career nominee, like you said. But it's like, yeah, I think he's, you know, just he's just there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be... But I'm, I'm Team Kaluuya. Yeah. But, and again, like, you know, St. James Franco, it's like, yeah, he's going to get nominated, I think. I think that would be enough where people won't get super pissed because he's not going to win. He's never going to win this award for this game. <laughs> so. Oh, no. 
This just killed it for him. Yeah. Well, you know, and he was not my pick to win anyway, so it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but moving on from there, we got Best Director. So this one, we might have some differences. I know for a fact mine, I have a few that were not on JC's or Ian's list, so. Okay. All right. That's interesting to hear, but I'll, I'll name mine because I think mine are the same as them. Um, where it's Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk, Jordan Peele, Get Out. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, and Martin McDonough, Three, bo- uh, three Billboards. All right. Now, I, as, as of those five, I would love for Jordan to win, like we mentioned before, but I think it's, it's Guillermo's. It's Guillermo's to win. Yeah, no, I... I feel like he's the, he's the runaway pick for this. Which is funny, because, again, Shape of Water wasn't my favorite movie this year, but a lot of people loved it, you know, for... The, that movie about bestiality that we've kind of accepted, you know? It's not bestiality, though. It's just, like, a weird mutant thing. I know, I know. I'm just... <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just it's just funny. Just like, yeah, having sex with fish men, you know, totally fine. <laughs> We're cool with that. Listen, the internet will latch onto it because it's the internet. Oh, I'm sure. No, they've embraced it. For... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with the fact that he did direct that movie really well. You know, he, he did a lot with color and images and shapes and themes that I think really worked very well for its favor. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, and then but what, what, what's your interesting, weird picks that you have? Apparently? Okay. So actually I think JC shares one of mine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. You good? Yeah. Got a little thing in my, right. a little frog in my throat. Cause uh, no let, let's see. So let's read off. Um, so Ian, I think had the exact same list as you, right? Yes. Yeah. So Del Toro, Gerwig, McDonough, Peel, and Nolan. Those are definitely his picks. Um, JC, what he picked then was Del Toro, um, Greta Gerwig, McDonough. So he put down Neil McDonough, which I'm like, uh, that's the actor. <laughs> Wrong McDonough! <laughs> Sorry, JC, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just like, it's Martin. Neil McDonough's great, but he's an actor, not a director. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Luca Guadagino for Call Me By Your Name was his other one. Oh, okay. okay. And then uh, Jordan Peele, so... Yeah. All right. I, that, yeah. You know what? He was probably uh, in my sit in my like runners up, but uh, I can if he gets a nomination, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because technically Jordan Peele is not on my list for best directors right now, and I don't know. It, it's so hard to pick because I'm like any one of these six or seven could make good nominees, and I would not be unhappy. You know. But uh, my five are Del Toro, Gerwig, Guadagino, McDonough, and Nolan. So. I mean, that could be interesting. I mean, I think Peel might get it just because you know it's it'd be it's part of the representation thing too. I think, but also the fact I, that I don't I don't think so. The thing is, is I don't think this is a representation thing as much as it's just like it's a popular pick. Oh um, no, no, and then I agree but, with that too. But but know. it's again, it's 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 one of those things where like Del, Del Toro's right also there. Like he is a person of color. <laughs> no, I know, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying it's purely that. I think it's also just that yeah. I was not as crazy with Get Out as everyone else is. Where I'm like, it's really, really good for a first time director. I'm not sure if it's best director worthy, but again, I would not be complaining if he did get a nomination. So, mm-hmm. but for right now, that's my picks. And I think also just that Guadagino has been building a lot of you know indie cred. So it depends on how much people really dig Call Me by Your Name if they're going to really give it to him or not. In that case, so I think a lot of people have. But uh, whether it like pull, puts it into the best director nom, I'm not sure. But I know it's gonna. It's most likely gonna get a lot of nominations. I just don't know. It'll get a lot of big ones. categories. I think. I, I don't. Think That's it, what I mean. Though it'll be it'll be a stickler in the big ones. Yeah, because I don't see it getting any technical love. I don't think, except for maybe um, best song. Everyone's talking about that big song at the end of the movie. That's really good, apparently. So, 
Yeah. And it's uh, Sufjan Stevens, I think his name was the composer. Uh, the oh, composer. so it's, it's, it's written subjects, but it's pronounced Sufjan. <laughs> yeah, it's Sufjan Stevens. Trust me, dude. Listen, I'm a big fucking Childish Gambino fan, and he said that lyric. He's like, the only black kid at a Sufjan concert. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought it was Sufjan. And then I looked it up, and that's that's what it is. Sufjan. Okay, sure. Whatever you say, guys. <laughs> um. So then, the final one, the big one, best picture. So, uh, I think we all kind of relied on this. Uh, this is one where I think we mostly all got the same, but I'll list mine first. All right, you um, go ahead, man. I got Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and The Post. All right, was that and how many is that? That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, okay. I mean, I predicted 10 to be safe, but yeah, no, I, mean, I think yeah. seven or eight is probably going to be the number this year, yeah. so. It, yeah, if anything, I think, uh, what's it called? I, Tanya, could squeak by in there, but I think it's going to be mostly those seven. Um, and the post I put, because while it didn't, I don't think it's going to get a lot of nominations in terms of just like, uh, like any of the other stuff, but I think it'll get in there based on spe- like the names involved. So like Spielberg, uh, Hanks, Streep, uh, Williams, and all that stuff. And I think it's a strong enough ensemble piece to where I think it's, it could still pull a, a few nominations to get in. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I mean, it's if War, if War Horse mean, can, if War Horse can get Best Picture nomination, the Post can get one too. So exactly, fucking War Horse. <laughs> Um, so then from, for here, I got JC's nominees. Um, his picks were Three Billboards, Get Out, Call Me By Your Name, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, I, Tanya. And, uh, he had a bunch of rambling stuff here on the bottom, but he seemed to imply that maybe Dunkirk and the Post would be his other, like, contenders, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, 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 could think of, I think that's actually the same list, minus, I mean... Plus, like, the addition of iTunner that I put in, like, the super last minute. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think Ian's is pretty similar, too, right? Uh, let me just check real quick. My bad. No worries, no worries. I had it on here for a second. You got to splicey, splicey this part. Yep. He said, yeah, three billboards, Get Out, Dunkirk, Call Me By Your Name, Shape of Water, The Pose, Lady Bird, iTunner. Yep, same list. Yep, and, um... Mine is looking pretty similar, too. So now I picked 10 nominees because I feel they'd be safe. You know, it, it helps me with my odds, first of all. But, yeah. uh, I mean, if they say they have the potential for 10 nominees, I'm going to put 10 nominees, dang it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm the uh, I'm the stickler. I just put Blade Runner on there because I'm in denial. So No, it's not getting in. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know what, if there's going to be a throwaway that one is definitely not going to get nominated, sure, fine, Blade Runner. <laughs> Sue me. I like that movie a lot, dang it. <laughs> oh, no, I love it, too. I just don't think it's going to get in. That's like me nominating War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I would love it to get nominated, but I know it's not. Yeah, no. But Blade Runner is going to pick up a bunch of Tetnoms, I think. So I, I, I think it's got a good representation there for me, personally. Um, yeah. So then, aside from that, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, I, Tanya, Lady Bird, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Yep, that's pretty much pretty certain. So now it's a matter of just who doesn't make it in, I think, is going to be the big question. Yeah. So, because, I mean... The other potential nominees, like in the, you know, waiting in the wings to scoop up, I don't know if they have much of a chance to get in, because, what, freaking, what what else would be even contender for Best Picture, other than those ones? I don't know. Um, I mean, the, I know people, some people, some people were trying to push for the big sick, but I don't think, I 
absolutely don't think it's going to get no, in. No, and then people try to push um, Florida Project. I don't think it's going to get in either. No. That buzz kind of died out. Yeah, and then um, uh, Molly's Games, too small. Uh, Phantom Thread, nah. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's not strong enough. No. So I think I think that's pretty safe uh, list. So, uh, hey, we seem to agree a lot more than I thought we would for all this stuff. Yeah, you, you thought you thought we were going to throw out some like unorthodox pictures. Like someone's going to put like, yo, triple X, best picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh my god! Honestly, I should have put. I should have given you a troll list. <laughs> I just put like the book of Henry for best for every single major acting nomination. Book of Henry, the Emoji Movie. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Bad Mom's Christmas. <laughs> the Star is going to be the first, the next best animated <laughs> film to get nominated for Best Picture. It's, it could yeah, happen. The, the nut, listen, the Nut Job Two is winning Best Animated Feature. Uh, I'm putting my money on this right now. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's safe to say I don't think Nut Job Two is even into contention, so I'm kind of happy about that. Is it really not? I don't know. I, I'd have to check the list again, but I'm pretty sure it's like every single animated movie, like that whole the same qualifications that Best Picture has, where it's like it has to screen in a theater in Los Angeles for at least like a week. Yeah, I don't think it's in the contention list. So there you go. There's some justice in the world. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the awards have been robbed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So on that note, then talking about some of the other categories, we we don't have to go through all of them, but is there any like surefire picks you think will make it to certain categories? Like if you had to say a few... Um... Roger Deakins is getting that nomination for Blade Runner, and he better goddamn win. Um. Yeah. No, I know some people are trying to push, like, Mudbound, because it'll be the first woman ever nominated for this category, I think. Which, it, like, it, I could see that. Like, it would... thing is, is the Academy would love a landmark like that just to go, like, yo, listen, we can put it. And so I think they'll put it. Will it win? I wouldn't be surprised if it did. But, again... I'm team. De- I've been team Deacons forever. So like, I mean, he shot the best looking movie I think in the last ten years. So I exactly. I I could not think of a good reason why he shouldn't win. You know. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of other stuff. Uh. I feel like that we'll still kind of see the same stuff that we've kind of talked about in the past with like visual effects. Like we'll see. Like we'll so, probably okay, see. I'm like curious. War, like who do you War think? Planet of the Apes. Yeah, War for Planet of the Apes. Um, is that your pick? I don't. I'm not sure. If that's my pick. Um. Uh, I gotta think about this now. Yeah, because I, I feel like it'd be like my second or third. I would like it to be to win, but I don't think it will. Um, yeah, because my vote is uh, Blade Runner personally. But uh... yeah, that's that's what I mean. Blade Runner will probably win like a bunch of technical stuff, and if it does win, if if it's not cinematography, it's at least visual effects. Um, I'm still on Valerian's team, Valerian for nomination at least in that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there's not much I can think of. Yeah, no, I think uh, Valerian, it's funny because visual effects is not as much a lock for at least the fifth slot. Like, I think, for sure, Blade Runner, Star Wars, and Planet of the Apes are going to get nominated. And maybe Shape of Water to make up for the fact that it didn't get a makeup nomination. But yeah. aside from that, I mean, it's there's those last two slots are pretty up for grabs for a lot of people, I think. So Actually, also, you know what? I completely forgot about this person, but uh, we when we were talking about Best Actor... Someone who I don't think will get in, but I would love to see get in, is Robert Pattinson for Good Time. No, true. I, I thought he was great. He yeah. is incredible in that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that thing that get out. I mean, a Good Time's had no momentum going for it, but it's a great movie. I know. It's a sh- it's one that, honestly, I, yeah, I feel it has been kind of snubbed, and it shouldn't. Um, actually, you know what? You know what? 
I think if it does get anything, it might get in for best original score. Okay. I like that. That's one that I could see happening because it is really, really good. Um, I think best score that, is pretty locked out personally, but yeah, I think that's either that or maybe, maybe best original screenplay. That's not happening. <laughs> but like, again, again, I'm saying this as a long shot. Like maybe if if it gets in in any way whatsoever. If, those are the most likely chances it has, but I don't think it'll get it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, for me personally, I think if I had to say any, like, for sure nominations, um, I know Ian recoils anytime I say this stuff, but Greatest Showman will get a couple, for sure. I think it's... Oh, it'll get, like, yeah, uh, fucking what, costume design, is that it? Yeah, I think costume design and song, for sure. And maybe sound mixing, but it depends, because that's a pretty stat category for sound categories. Yeah. Which is funny, too, because I think Baby Driver's going to get nominated for both sound categories this year. I mean... Oh, the, if there's anything it should get in for, it's that. I mean, definitely for mixing. I don't know editing for sure, but I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't doubt it if it did, so... Um, and then, oh, uh, best score. I think, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's pretty locked between the major contenders. Like, what? Hans Zimmer's getting in for sure. Uh, yep. Johnny Greenwood for Phantom Thread, I think he's going to get in, because that's like one of the few yep. things people love the most about that movie. Uh, Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, and then the fifth slot, it's going to be either one of John Williams' nominations, or it's going to be three billboards, I think, so. John Williams will probably get it for, yeah, either one of them. I think... I don't, I don't think I don't think the other... Uh, what was the other name you mentioned again? Uh, three billboards. Three billboards? I don't think it, I don't think he'll get it for that one, just mainly because John Williams is a name. Yeah. For when you think of score, you think of John Williams. Plus he'll break his own record of nominations if he gets this to your nomination. So, exactly. So again, like I mentioned before, the Academy loves that whole like record-breaking thing, so like they'll try and fit it any way they can, so that'll be the one. Yeah, and I think Wonder Woman would get maybe one, possibly two nominations for sound or one of the technical categories, but yeah, that'll be the one representation for comic book movies really this year cuz yeah, I mean, maybe Guardians for, like, visual effects if they feel generous. But, honestly, yeah, none of the Marvel DC films are really making a big impression this year, I think. Not this year. Which is a shame, because some of the best ones came out this year, and they're not eligible in any categories. So That being said, I'm calling this right now a year in advance. Fucking Black Panther. Best costume design. Immediately. Possibly. I mean, who knows? Best costume design and best production design. I mean, Thor didn't get nominated for costume design, or at least yet, so... Not yet. We don't know. <laughs> it could, but I don't think... I don't think so. You know, and actually, I think Murder of the Orient Express might get one nomination for costume design. You know, just a few of those, like, you know, out-of-left-field nominations. So that's at least where I'm putting my vote on. And then Coco's going to win Best Animated Feature, so it doesn't matter who's nominated. Oh, that's a guarantee. Um, I think it could possibly get in for Best Original Song. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely going to get in for that one, so. Yeah, whether it wins or not, I don't, I don't know, and I don't think so, but I would love it to. Yeah, Best Song is always a weird category, because they'll throw in some random nominations where I'm like, I didn't even know that movie existed before this. Or, like, I didn't even know there was a song associated with that movie. <laughs> well, because even last year, there was that one Glenn Campbell one that came out, where it's like, I think, was that last year the year before? But, like, yeah, it's like, um, okay, that's a good song, but I didn't even know this movie ex came out at all before this, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for the most categories. And I think we've, we've run about an hour, so we're pretty good here. So. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that sounds pretty good. I can't wait to talk about this next week with you guys, because uh, we'll have quite a bit of fun discussing, like, so who got all, who got in, what's our first initial impressions on this. 
And I usually, I post up my reactions on Facebook anyways, just like, you know, immediately yeah. after the awards, I'm like, okay, this is what's happened. What the frick, Academy? Or, okay, you got this right. You know, kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it won't be as fun as it usually is because I think we're all mostly on the same page. Because I think this year has been a bit more clear-cut, at least with nominations over wins. But we'll all be like, oh, it's the same thing, until they nominate something completely out of left field that none of us picked at all. Triple X, it's a triple X 2 for Best Picture. Triple yeah. X, Ice Cube, Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. With that said, we're going to put a wrap on this episode. Uh, again, we're going to push Best of the de- Decade to next week once we have a bigger uh, group. So I want to hear what Ian thinks about these, some of these categories too. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So thank you very much, Shaq. As usual, you are very reliable, awesome co-host. So <laughs> no problem, dude. You're a great host. Yeah. Well, thank you very like, much. Like this show wouldn't be anything without you. Oh, th- well, literally, that's true. So thank you. <laughs> that's what I mean. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Shaq, tell the people where they can find you. All right, you can find me on all pretty much all forms of social media at Shaq Excellence. That's S H A K Excellence. So yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr. Uh, that's pretty yeah, pretty much everything. I don't really have anything to promote other than that. But yeah, uh, follow me, talk to me. We'll talk movies and other fun stuff. Yeah, no, I've even had a few fans who reach out to me because of the podcast here. They're just like, hey, yeah, so I just saw this movie. What do you think about this one? Kind of thing. So yeah, that's awesome, man. No, wait, you can... question. Yeah. Do you have a letterbox account? Um, I do. I don't use it very often, but I should. So, man, dude, Letterbox is the shit. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on Letterbox. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. I have two Twitter accounts. Just try to look for the one where I don't look as well. I would say the one where I don't look as dressed up, but I look pretty casual on both of them. So, <laughs> just yeah. either or. <laughs> one is certainly my school Twitter. So you can just you, if you see a lot of politically charged articles that was for a class, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Watch well, it be like, oh hey, yeah, Justin Zarin, actual neo Nazis. Like, whoa, man, what the hell? <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> no, no, no. no. D- full disclaimer: Justin Zarin is not a neo Nazi. I yes, I would hope no one would ever accuse me of being a neo Nazi. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't much like having that Shaq guy on your podcast there. <laughs> but uh, we, don't, we don't like them folk on your show. It's like, whoa, all right. <laughs> all them golden boys. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, you can also find me. Uh, I write the notes for The Breakfast Pub, our subscriber-only news podcast, which is really, really fun. Um, and then you can find me here on this podcast. And occasionally I pop on for a few odd podcasts, like the Unapologetic Geek Out, which you can find on iTunes. And, yeah, uh, sometimes I come on for the, some of those shows. So you'll hear my voice all throughout the internet. But, uh, again, thank you, Shaq. And uh, next week, so, yeah, we'll talk about the Screen Actors Guild nominees that happened tonight of this recording. Um, actually, the winner, sorry for that one. And then, aside from that, uh, there's a few other the smaller categories that'll have winners, but it will mostly be the Oscar nominees. So, be ready, people. Yes. It's going to be... This will be, be interesting to see what happens, because this is... Like we said, we're in the final lap. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is setting up the teams for Super Bowl. So this is going to be really, really fun. I can't wait. So, all right. See you later, folks. Bye.